Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Red and White Authority. I'm Art Regner. This is episode 200. Yes, a milestone episode. And as always, the Bat Blue presents the Red and White Authority, and we're so happy for that, and we do thank them. They've been with us, I believe, for all 200 episodes. And uh, with that said, you know the drill. Whether it's winter, spring, summer, or fall, what better way to cap off your hard day of work? than with an ice-cold, frothy Labatt Blue. But we do ask that you drink our premium beer responsibly. It is the official Canadian beer of the Detroit Red Wings. And now let's bring in our guest, uh, no stranger to this podcast. Uh, you know that I have uh, crazy admiration for this young man. It, is, of course, is Michael Rasmussen. Michael, thank you for joining us. I can't tell you what it means to me personally. It really does that you are on your guests on episode 200 so thanks for being here thanks art thanks for having me uh I, okay you got hurt you missed the last 20 uh 24 games of the season you play 56 games last year you're plus two 29 points 10 goals 19 assists your ice time was fit over 15 minutes a game uh you, you were coming into your own, and, and, and I don't want to disparage the Red Wings here, but before you went out, I mean, the team was, uh, was good. I mean, they, they, had, a, they had an excellent record. Uh, they were 28, 21, and 8. And then after you went out, 17, uh, 17, 16, and 2. I actually think that that might be a little high. I'm going to have to double-check those. But what I'm saying is, is that it was noticeable. Uh, how frustrating was it for you because you were and i'm just not saying it because i like you so much that you were a difference maker last year you really were a difference maker yeah it was tough it was uh frustrating to uh you know not be able to play those games and um you know do my best to help the team so uh it's frustrating for any guy that uh gets injured uh if it's a big injury small injury so um definitely uh, a little frustrating but part of the game and uh, you know what happens. Were you? Did you know right away that this was a significant injury for you? Could you tell right away, or was it one of those things where you think, well, maybe it's swelling or something? But once the swelling goes down, I think I'll be okay. Or did you know, whoa, I'm going to have some issues here? Uh, not particularly. I think it just kind of felt like uh, any other, uh, you know, block shot. So um, when you're in a game, you don't really uh, feel too much. I guess uh, adrenaline or um, different things going on. So uh, not particularly. Now, the rumor was, and I should never listen to the internet, and I asked you this question, and I think you thought I was putting you on. It wasn't, sh you didn't break your kneecap or shatter it, right? I mean, what did, was it just a direct hit and it was really, really swollen and you just needed to keep it immobile for a while? And Just needed to keep it immobile. That's really, I couldn't really put a lot of weight on it. No, so, and then, what, what was that rehab like? I mean, were you, I mean, you must have been going stir crazy if you can't, you know, can't, yeah. you can't really do anything except maybe upper body. Yeah, I think uh, for anyone that's kind of uh, has a lower body injury, it's tough if you got to keep weight off of it. So um, definitely frustrating. You kind of go every day of exercising and working out and, I guess, obviously skating. So, um, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, go a little uh, – go get a little frustrated, but um, it kind of puts it into perspective of how lucky you are to be healthy and, um, you know, active and, and to be able to – play hockey and um, you know do something you love so if anything just gain perspective on it and uh, you know was really excited to uh, get back at it 
how long did you have to keep it immobile? I mean, were you laid up for a couple of weeks or was it even longer? Yeah, a few weeks. Just uh, had to keep my weight off of it and have a little bit of a brace. So uh, not terribly long. Um, just kind of had to uh, let it uh, let it rest. I know the season's going on. You're frustrated you're not being out there. The Red Wings, unfortunately, after you got out of the lineup, to, we're, we're not playing their best. Uh, so sometimes when I've talked to players that have had injury, they say, you know, maybe that couple of weeks where I really couldn't do much of anything was a good mental break. You know, I didn't really think about it. You almost get away from the game. Did you do that at all, or were you just so focused on, God, I wish I was out there? Um, I think it kind of switches. I think uh, at that time I was just focused on, uh, on first of all, just getting healthy, and, and second of all, trying to be around as much as possible. Um, if I could, you know, uh, give my teammates a pat or, uh, you know, um, just be there kind of to say hi and maybe a, a happy face or um, just kind of, you know, chop it up with them or, um, you know, just see them as much as possible and uh, be around, I think, is the biggest thing. So just tried to focus on uh, getting healthy, getting right and, uh, you know, kind of still trying to be there for my, my, my teammates uh, as much as I could. When you say be there, I mean, just offer words of encouragement or are you at games and you see something and you might, you know, give a couple of tips or pointers from, from you know, being high up and watching it? No, just encouragement. Just, uh, you know, in between periods, I'd be there in the in the locker room or in the gym. Um, so if guys walk in, just say what's up, trying to, try to lighten up the mood and uh, encourage them best I can. So uh, that was the biggest thing, just trying to encourage them and, uh, you know, keep them going and, and keep them uh, – um, lively. Well, you're a former captain, obviously, and I, I, I mean, I think almost the whole roster at one time probably were captains at some level of their uh, of their hockey development. But uh, that leadership, that skill, uh, you know, I've always said, and you know, now what are you? You just turned what, like 24 or something? Mm -hmm. And I always used to say when you were first drafted, you were the most serious 18-year-old in the world. And then I got to know you a little bit, and you're still very, very serious and very dedicated to what you do. But you know, you have a great sense of humor, and you're you're pretty quick with a quip or two. But uh, what what was it like? I mean, going back on being a captain, I mean, you kind of know what to say at certain times, right? I mean, that, I, I would assume that when you said something, they really took it to heart. Um, yeah, I don't think it really changes too much uh, personally for me. I just uh, have always tried to stick to who I am and um, kind of stick to my values and um, just really try to encourage people and, um, you know, kind of uh, just try to work hard so everyone uh, kind of maybe sees that and um, can follow along. And I've had a lot of great uh, people here uh, to watch and learn from and um, gain experience from. So um, just kind of try to stay true to who I am and um, be myself. You know, it was only, what, a matter of days ago that you were given clearance for full contact, right? Uh, yeah, just because we had medicals, but I've been, uh, I've been good for a while. Right. You know, now, you know, one thing I've always really liked about you is that you could go back to B.C., which is a beautiful area, British Columbia, uh, you, know, you know, go up to Whistler or whatever, you know. But, uh, but most of the time, since the moment you were drafted, you chose to stay here in Detroit for a lot of the off season. I know you go back and visit your family. You know, I mean, Paul and Denise, wonderful people. You know, they're they're kind of my all time favorite too. And uh, uh, but why did you choose to stay here when a lot of guys like to go home and you know work out? They all have their personal trainers, but you chose to stay here in Detroit. 
Um, I think uh, just the setup uh, in Detroit as far as uh, the staff that's here, um, you know, the people that come and, and train you on the ice, whether it's our uh, our skills coach uh, Blazer here or, um, you know, we have skating coaches come in. Um, all of our trainers, um, you know, off the ice are, are uh, you know, amazing and have helped a lot. So I think just being here, uh, you know, helps me uh, be, be really focused and, um, you know, really focus on uh, on hockey and uh, just trying to get better at it. I think is uh, the biggest thing. You know, you're you're physically built bigger now. You know, you're an adult male now. When I saw you, you were, you know, you were you know, you're still a teenager. But I can see it. You know, I can see the transformation. Uh, and I think everybody goes through that. You know, it's from like 18 to 19 to, to your early 20s. You really start to take on your uh, adult form, shall we say? Uh, yet for you. Your hand-eye coordination was always there. Uh, you had, you really did have skill. Would you say the thing that you've really worked on, which is really, really impressive, has been your skating? I think so. Yeah, I think uh, the game, uh, you know, here is uh, real fast, and um, you got to be able to keep up and uh, you know win foot races, and um, you know there's a lot of. Uh, a lot that goes into it, whether it's, uh, you know, carrying the puck or, or you know, getting to a puck first. So uh, I've just really tried to get stronger in the gym and uh, quicker on the ice. You know, how do you become a better skater? Or, you know, it's like somebody says, you know, you can't really teach speed. But because you're you're a better skater, I mean, how, how do you do it? I mean, what, what kind of, you know, exercise or something? Because I'm sure there's a lot of kids out there thinking, God, you know, I could skate better. How do you do it? Uh, yeah, I think uh, for me personally, just a lot of time in the gym working on certain things. Uh, like I said before, a lot of uh, a lot of good trainers have helped me kind of, uh, you know, achieve uh, different things I've asked of us to get better at, and um, different skating coaches have really helped. So I think just a combination of uh, those things. Now it sounds like a lot of maybe what you do to become a better skater. Obviously, you're on the ice and stuff. But when you see in the gym training, is that? lower body strength building up your legs building up your core or is it just making your entire body stronger oh uh, yeah a lot of legs uh, a lot of core for sure um, just different plyometric stuff um, to kind of uh, get more explosive and um, you know be able to kind of uh, accelerate quick and uh, be be a little bit more powerful and quicker so um, definitely just those things when you're going through this rehab and you're trying to get better or work on one certain area uh, even though I do think it's God's gift is your hand-eye coordination, but do you ever worry that, wow, I'm, I might lose it because I'm not using it as much, if that makes sense? Um, not too much. I try to work on uh, everything I can, um, you know, in-season, definitely off-season. Um, so just try to be well-rounded. Um, I think, uh, you know, really important stuff in hockey is, uh, you know, keeping up and, and being quick. So. Um, I think that's uh, something I've tried to hammer home and uh, just continue to. You know, when you look at uh, look at your career, you know, last year, I mean, you were coming on even the season before. I mean, you could see it, you know, that it was starting to click in. And I know you can never be comfortable as a professional athlete. I, I certainly know that you got to be looking over your shoulder, the old satchel page thing, because there's always someone, you know, creeping up on you. But um, when did you start to say, you know, I know you always had confidence, but this is – happening this is coming together I you know I'm really like you felt like I am definitely an NHL player um I really don't don't think of it like that like different different uh steps or uh different stages I, I 
honestly just try to work uh, as hard as I can and um, you know if results come it's just coming through hard work and um, you know just try to take one day at a time I try not to you know set too many goals I just try to do my best at the rink and in the gym every day and um, that that's genuinely just kind of what I focus on. Well, you know, I, I know that you you know I know that you that you're humble. I, I really do. Yet, what you've done and what you've accomplished, you want to be center. Almost everybody who's a center wants to play center. Yet you've moved to wing, and it's been kind of seamless. And you can play both positions, which makes you even that more valuable. Uh, but do you like the wing? Would you rather play center? If if Michael Rasmussen could pick his position, and that's usually does not happen at this level. But do, where would you rather play? Uh, really, don't don't have a preference. I think uh, wherever I'll play, I think I'll play with uh, with good players and. Um, I, I can hopefully help out, uh, help them out, and and you know, uh, playing with good players definitely helps my game. So, um, genuinely, don't have a preference at all. As you know, long as Andrew Cop said something about when you were playing, you know, you, when you were playing on a line with him, and he said that what he thought was really interesting is that the way that your tenacious forecheck, you know, you go in there and you're able to get him the puck. Can you describe the difference between being a winger and being a center where? You know, you're dishing stuff out, and you know, I mean, you're at the center ice. I mean, you're really kind of the key guy up there. But what is it like being a winger? Uh, I think you can you can get up uh, in the play a little bit quicker, um, kind of just straight lines, north and south. Um, you can maybe get a little bit more of a step um, on the forecheck. If a puck gets laid in, you're kind of already, uh, you know, a little bit ahead of the play. So um, maybe maybe that a little bit. Um, and, and and playing with guys that that put pucks in the right spot, um, you know, it's easy to just uh, you know try and go get it and uh, create some space. You know, I know that has has Derek or perhaps Steve or somebody in the organization um, talked to you and given you like maybe what they envision you. I know what they envision you as a hockey player, and you're you're pretty much there at that point. But your role, I mean, is it more defined now for you than maybe it has been in the past? Um, not too much about those those specific uh, conversations. I think uh, they've just kind of told me things that uh, I need to work on um, here and there. Uh, you know, some positives to keep uh, keep focused on and and keep improving at. Um, but I think uh, it it just it comes with every year and every game and every uh, you know kind of segment of games to try to uh, you know increase your role and um, it's kind of an everyday thing to. You know, uh, increase your role and and help the team and play as much as you can. So, um, not not too much of that. Just just try to uh, you know have a good role on the team and and expand it best I can is is what I'm focused on. You know, do you put an expectation level on yourself for this season, this upcoming season? I know the team has expectations of making the playoffs, and certainly uh, this roster seems to be geared towards that way, or at least make a really legitimate run. But how about on a, do you set personal goals or I, I kind of think you may not, but do you? Uh, not too much, no. I think uh, my personal goals are just to just continue to get better and um, continue to improve myself. And I think uh, in doing that, um, you know, um, it'll it'll help the team. And I think, uh, you know, majority of us in, in the group, uh, you know, uh, really have a good belief uh, in the team and I think all of us are really team success oriented and uh, you know it's really uh, the goal really is is to have a good hockey team and, and win games I think uh, 
that that's really a genuine answer for for the for the majority of us i think if you have a success as a team um you know you'll be better off uh yourself and you'll just play better right you know i i i wanted to bring something up to you because i was there in chicago when you were drafted and you know and i i know i keep telling you this story but you know i'm i'm the, the, the for some reason where the media was working was right at the uh the media hotel a lot of draft picks came you were there and uh, you know, and your whole family, all in Red Wing jerseys and all that. And I, you know, the, the, I, the ice cream story. You're sitting there, like, kind of eating ice cream, and everybody else is like having a real good time. And I, I always think of that. And you know, you seem real reflective. You know, just thinking. You know, you got drafted ninth pick overall, 2017. Take that young Michael Rasmussen to 24-year-old Michael Rasmussen today. How would you describe this entire journey that you've been on up to this point? Oh, it's pretty hard to, I think. Uh, definitely a lot of ups and downs. Um, definitely a lot of uh, learning uh, growing up, for sure. Um, and just, uh, just a lot of learning experiences, I think. A lot of uh, trying times and, um, you know, a lot of hard, hard work to, um, you know, continue to try to gain a role on the team and help the team. So. Um, it'd be, uh, it's kind of hard to, to put into, I guess, uh, an explanation, but just, uh, I guess a lot of, uh, determination to, um, you know, continue to get better at hockey and, um, just grow up as a person too. I think, uh, that's the, that's the biggest thing. There's been a lot of people, um, you know, around me that have really helped me and, um, you know, trusted, trusted in my, uh, work ethic and, and my character. So. Uh, whether it's obviously family and, and friends and, um, you know, the organization and, um, you know, can't say enough about uh, teammates that I've had to. Well, you know, we, we seem to forget because when, when we look at you, we think, well, he's just a hockey player. He's having a great life and all that kind of stuff. But you're a human being. Um, your support system, I know your family. I mean, they're, like I said, they're wonderful people. How important have they been for you during <coughs> this up and down journey that you've been on? Yeah, pretty much, uh, pretty much everything. Obviously, I think there's been a lot of times where, uh, you know, it hasn't uh, hasn't been easy, and um, you know, having uh, having people in your corner uh, lifting you up and um, you know telling you to keep going um, has been huge. So um, definitely, uh, probably wouldn't wouldn't be uh, you know where, where wherever I'm at um, without a, a good support system, um, you know, like my family. Now, the one thing I wanted to ask you, and I think maybe you will answer this question. I mean, you, you've seen a lot of guys come and go, and a lot of them your friends, a lot of players that I really like that are just not here anymore. You know, whether they're with other organizations, maybe they're not playing hockey. And I can remember specifically having a question, uh, something with Adam Ernie last year, who just said, Russ is my best friend. I mean, you know, we, we hang out and we do all that. Adam now, and we wish him nothing but success in Edmonton. I, you know, PTO, Kenny Holland, get that guy signed. But he always listened to me when he was here in Detroit. <laughs> but, but, my, uh, but my point to you, how is that maybe – hockey's hockey, right? You work and you know what you're doing. Is the most difficult thing that you have to go through is the revolving door where guys that you really bond with – are no longer your teammate. Yeah, that's the tough part of it for sure. Um, obviously, the 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 job uh, takes over that for sure, and it's just part of the business and part of uh, part of the sport. So, you got to compartmentalize it for sure. But um, you know, seeing good people go um, is definitely tough. Um, you know, earns earns a great guy, and 
uh, we're all rooting for him, uh, you know, in Edmonton and, and just in the rest of his career. And uh, different guys, too, that, that have, uh, you know, left the team. And um, you're always kind of checking in on them and, and seeing how they're doing and, and rooting for them. So uh, that being said, though, like, um, we, we got a lot of good guys uh, coming in as well. Um, you know, this year it's, it's a great group of guys and um, already have, have been gelling and, um, you can just see that uh, there's there's good uh, off the ice chemistry, and um, you know it's uh, it's great to see that. And I think uh, the team does a good job of bringing in uh, high character guys and um, just enjoyable guys to be around. Right now, uh, you know I'm, I always end up trying to jumping around with you, and I know you have to go, and you're being real good good and gracious today. But of course, it is episode 200, so you know you have to make it special, and it is special with you being on. Uh, Goals for this season, I know I asked you about this. You asked about the team, but the one thing that I have noticed, and I'm not, again, disparaging anybody who's ever tried to make the Detroit Red Wings. I know it's hard. I know what professional sports is. Uh, but the influx of young talent, I mean draft picks, guys coming in, is it tangible? Again, not disparaging anybody from 2017 when you started to where it is today in 2023. Just the, the influx of young talent. I mean, real, real prospects. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think you can see uh, on our roster guys that have come in and um, you know helped the team, and uh, even in the last few years, uh, guys that have got uh, a few games here and there. A couple guys last year, um, you know, it's obviously been uh, you know great drafting uh, by uh, by the management and, and by Steve. So um, it's really uh, encouraging to see and. Um, you know we're, we're all uh, rooting for him, and, and it's good for uh, it's good for camp, and it's good for um, internal competition. I think uh, you know having a competitive camp and having uh, internal competition is really important, and I think it makes all of us better and, and just want to be better players. When you have internal competition, is that a sign to you that okay? I know somebody might want my job, and I, I completely get that, but I have confidence in my own ability. Does that make you? Does that mean? Do you think? That means we're good. That we're going to have a good team. I mean, if guys on our own roster, you know, nothing, nothing's ever been handed to a Red Wing. I, I understand that, but what I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that, you know, it's like wow, who we have, or if someone comes out of nowhere. I mean, this team is finally turned the corner. Yeah, well, we hope so. I think, uh, you know, to your point, internal competition's uh, you know great and it makes all of us uh, better and and more competitive. I think that's uh, uh, a really big part of hockey is just having a competitive group that that really wants to win. So, um, you know, we gotta we gotta uh, you know go out there and and do exactly that and compete and and try to win every game and really push each other to be better. You know, do you allow yourself when you, you know, as you're looking and you're working out here in Detroit or maybe you're back in BC for a while visiting the family and uh, you know, you're doing all you're doing all your things and do you uh, when you look do you keep up on the other teams especially in your division? I mean, if I were to say break down the Buffalo Sabres for me. Could you do that or do you it's you know the old Bobby Knight thing. You know, it's it's not you against the the other team. It's you against the game itself. Uh, or, or do you are you aware of what's going on around the league and that you know well you know they got this guy boom 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 boom. Or do you just go out and play? Yeah, I think uh, you definitely see it. You definitely see uh, what teams uh, are adding what players and um, like you said, teams in your division. How uh, 
how maybe you stack up, uh, you know, personnel-wise. But I think it just comes down to, um, you know, you, you can be good, good on paper and you can have uh, good players, but it's just about playing a team game and um, everyone contributing uh, the best they can. And um, I think, uh, you know, obviously you see that stuff, but as a group we're just really focused on, uh, you know, being a good hockey team and, um, you know, playing, uh, playing the best hockey and best team hockey that we can. You know, when guys are, are, you know, Steve makes a lot of moves, it seems like every year, but when new guys come in, do you, you know, call Jeff Petrie or do you shoot him a text or, I, I mean, do you immediately want to welcome them and get to know them? And, uh, I mean, that's part of it too, I would imagine. Absolutely, yeah. I think uh, we got a lot of guys that, uh, you know, will reach out and um, say welcome and, um, you know, when guys come into town and, um, you know, we had a couple guys come in this summer and, um, come in for a couple of weeks and skate and kind of meet everyone and uh, that's really enjoyable to kind of just uh, put a put a face to the name and um, you know get to know them so um, definitely try to try to be as welcoming as we can and um, you know um, just just kind of uh, make everyone feel uh, a part of the team and uh, welcome well, you know your cop Peron I think was the other I mean you guys seem to really start to to get together do you do you envision that being a line or is it way too early for me to even speculate where you'll end up I mean you're on the team I think we all know that yeah don't really don't really uh you know I, that's not my job to put who with who I just try to play the best I can and uh that goes for copper DP and our whole team too I think uh you know we got great coaches to make those decisions and um just try to put your best foot forward and uh wherever you're you're uh, you're slotted in just uh play as well as you can you know, this is your, your first day. I know you've been working out in Detroit and been skating, and you know, for weeks now. Uh, and I know that you just received clearance, but you could have received clearance if they did physicals two months ago, maybe. Uh, what was it like, though, the first time out on the ice with this competition? How do you physically feel after one practice? Great, yeah, I think it was a good practice. I think uh, we definitely uh, we worked on some, some system things, and um, you know, compared to this time last year, I think uh, as a group it, it clicked a lot a lot quicker, and um, you know we really uh, we really had a good practice, um, you know, competitive wise, and then uh, you know some of the stuff was system oriented. So I think guys, uh, you know, we got a lot of good hockey minds out there, and uh, guys pick it up really quick. So um, I think everyone had a really good practice. Is it, e is it easier year two with Derek to know what's going on? I mean, last year was kind of a feeling out process. He didn't know you fellas. You fellas didn't know him. But this year, you kind of pick up where you left off? Yeah, I think, uh, I think he just does a really good job of communicating with the group and, um, you know, uh, making, making uh, good, good drills and, and explaining things really well. And you can see it out there that, you know, when he explains something or when our assistant coaches explain something, uh, they do a really good job of, uh, with their communication. And um, I think that just uh, leads to guys picking it up quicker and, and learning it quicker. You know, I you know I obsessed about a couple things about you. Number one, your hand-eye coordination, which I still can, cannot believe, uh, is extraordinary, extraordinary. Yes, Dan Cleary, I'm going to say extraordinary. Uh, but the other thing that you know, you always look taller each time I see you, and that's probably because I'm shrinking. But you're, you you always look taller. But have you ever seen a bigger hockey player than Elmer? <laughs> uh, maybe not, besides Chara. 
Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, that's no, about it, right? Yeah, Elmer's a pretty big boy. Yeah, you know, so how does that make you feel? I mean, you were by far the tallest guy on the team, and now you have Elmer, who's gigantic. And I don't know, Edmondson's pretty tall, too, but he still hasn't really grown into his body. I mean, are you the second tallest Red Winger, do you think? Uh, we don't really uh, we don't really talk about the height competition, um, but, but two great players, and um, you know it's good when when uh, you know there's there's big guys out there, and Elmer uh, you know is so skilled for a, a big guy, and um, you know you can tell he's worked really hard over the summer, and uh, same with Simon. So um, two really exciting guys, and um, two guy, good guys for the group. You know, t- tall people in general, like you know, like they're slower. Or- reflexes aren't as good you know know, they're too tall they can't skate very well but I would say that the guys with the best hand-eye coordination on the team are you and Elmer and that's not supposed to happen yeah um I mean I think uh, Elmer's probably got some uh some some better hands than I do for sure so uh, it's pretty impressive being that big and strong and tall um you know and being so skilled so um he's a he's a really good player and um it's uh, it's good to have uh, on the team. You know, I know you haven't played much with him, but you know, Marco Casper, obviously, there's there's some y- young forwards on this team. Uh, I I don't know if he even got on with with, with Nate, but he's out from Western Canada. Nate uh, Danielson, uh, any kind of Im- early impressions on them as players? Yeah, I've seen both of them a lot uh, around in the summer, and uh, Marco obviously being around the team last year and. Um, you know, it's uh, those. Those are another two good, two good guys to you know have uh, have around, and um, you can definitely tell that uh, you know they're they're already good players and, and have a lot of great potential. And uh, it seems like they're two really good, focused, uh, you know, quiet, humble guys. And um, you know that's uh, that's really impressive to be uh, young like that and uh, be so uh, you know humble and um, just just really work hard. So. Um, two two good players and and uh, just what what's great about that is that you know they just uh, you know have good effort and good character. Michael, you know some of us uh, that work for the Red Wings have a nickname for you, and you know what it is. It's Plum. And just in time, here he is. It, 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 people cannot uh, do not understand why that is. Isn't the clock here? Yes, we're 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 almost done. But what I what what, what I want to know is is that you. Never had a plum. Andrew Kristoff, the boss man, never had a plum. And I was berating him one day, and you were sitting there, and you piped up and said, I don't like plums either. But you have eaten a plum, right? He never has. Uh, I, I honestly don't know. Maybe when I was younger, but I'm not sure. Sometime during the season, because I didn't know. I did some investigation about plums, and I understand that there are a lot of different varieties of plums. If we bring like five or six different varieties, would you actually take a bite out of each one and maybe declare this is my favorite plum and maybe actually start eating it? I don't think so, no. I don't think that's going to happen. No. Yeah, I know you wouldn't. I mean, you, this guy doesn't even drink coffee. You drink coffee at least. Right, I do, yeah. 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 Just black, I hope? Uh, whatever, honestly. Okay, well, you, you don't get those, uh, I don't know. Let, how shall I say this? Like, I mean, black coffee is the only way to go in my book, but don't tell me you load it up with double shots or whatever. 
No, not too much, no. There's the odd frappuccino here and there, but that's kind of like a dessert thing, not like in the morning. Don't go and get a frappuccino, but um, nothing wrong with one cream, one sugar either. How about how about a, a plum frappuccino? Would you try that? Nope. <laughs> I can't believe it. So you're never going to eat a plum? No, no. Wow. Just in, just in spite of you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, th- I think that, yeah, I know you will, too. All right. I stand with Michael. Okay, Michael, uh, I'll wrap it up. I, I had to get a little uh, crazy there. But, you know, give, give my best to your parents, Paul and Denise. I've never met your sisters, but I'm sure they're wonderful yes, uh, young people, too, uh, based on Paul and Denise, because they raised you, and you're you're outstanding human being. Thank you. Uh, but w- with that said, thank you. Episode 200, I know it's major day. I know, you know, you only looked at your phone like three or four times during the whole interview, so I figured, okay, he might be having some fun, but I enjoy it. I wish you nothing but the best. I'm so happy that you're wearing the red and white. You know, I tell a lot of guys this, but I truly mean it with you. Being a native Detroiter, being a lifelong Red Wing fan, having someone like you play for my team, representing my city, my state, and representing that uniform doesn't get better than you, Michael. Thank you. Thanks, Art. Appreciate it. Change the cell phone.